My name is Pastor Mike Landsman, and this is the podcast for Zion Stone United Church of Christ. This podcast is taken from my weekly Sunday morning sermons. I pray that as you listen to them, they will be a blessing to you and strengthen you in your walk with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Here's what we have for today. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. Christ is born. Perfect, 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 perfect. All right, so please forgive me if things seem a little disjointed this morning. Uh, I wrote a sermon, and while we were singing Hark the Herald Angels Sing, something popped into my head, and I'm like, I'm going to do this instead, so please bear with me. That doesn't happen very often, uh, preparing one thing to change it on the fly, but bear with me uh, and indulge me this Christmas day as your present to me, if you would. What I decided to do is take a brief look at Hark the Herald Angels Sing, uh, one of the, the, the first hymn that we sung this morning. It's my favorite Christmas hymn, and it contains some of the best and some of the densest explanations of what exactly it is that we're celebrating on Christmas Day, Christmas Eve, and Christmas Day. So I thought I'd just throw a little, uh, share a couple of things from the hymn with you this morning. Some of the truths that we as Christians are proclaiming this morning. So the hymn starts off with, hark, exclamation point, the herald angels sing glory to the newborn king, right? So we know this is a reference to what we heard read just now from the gospel of Luke, where the shepherds were out, um, they're watching their flocks by night, and the angels appear to them, right? The angels don't appear to the Sadducees in the temple, because the Sadducees controlled the temple. They didn't, they didn't appear to the Pharisees. They were the leaders of the synagogues. They didn't appear to the priests who were, you know, leading the, the ritual sacrifices in the temple. They appeared to shepherds in the fields of Bethlehem, out in the middle of nowhere. And they appear singing and praising God and calling their attention to something that has just happened. That Christ is going to be born. Well, that he was born and they are to go seek him out, right? And in the hymn it says, God and sinners reconciled because this is what Christ is born to accomplish for us, to reconcile fallen humanity with the creator that we rebelled against. They're there to call attention to the birth of Jesus. And so for us, every year on the church calendar, as Christians, as followers of Jesus Christ, our attention is drawn to by the same angelic hosts that with our singing and, and, and our glorifying of the Lord, we take part in as well, calling our attention to focus on the child born in Bethlehem. And then in the second verse, it says, Christ, by highest heavens adored, Christ, the everlasting Lord. And this gives us uh, 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 the beginning of, uh, the explanation of what's actually happening now in Christmas, who Jesus Christ, who he is. Every year during Christmas and around Easter time, you know, you'll see the documentaries on the History Channel Jesus, the wandering, you know, the wandering rabbi, or, you know, Jesus, you know, maybe he was like some type of bodhisattva showing people the way to enlightenment. Uh, or if you take um, the, the, the belief of, of certain, um, of re- really bad scholarship, you know, just the peasant who was killed and whose body was thrown to the dogs upon his uh, death on the cross, who didn't really rise from death. He just had some nice things to say to teach us how to be kind to one another. And he does. Jesus does have nice things to say. And one of the things he does tell us to do is to love one another. But there's more going on to everything than just that. 
right? Jesus is the Christ by highest heavens adored. He is the Messiah, the anointed one. Not only that, he is the ruler of all creation. He's called the offspring of the virgin's womb. And then it says, veiled in flesh, the Godhead see, hail the incarnate deity, right? Veiled in flesh, this is a reference to the incarnation. As Christians, we confess the incarnation. And when we confess the Nicene Creed in a few moments, that's one of the things that we're going to say. I believe in Jesus Christ, only begotten of the Father, light from light, very God from very God, begotten, not made, one in essence with the Father, through whom all things were made. We are confessing something ultimately mysterious, but also something so momentous that it beggars all description. That the very God who created the cosmos took on human nature, united his divine nature to human nature, veiled himself in flesh, and was born as a helpless baby in a backwater town in the middle of nowhere. Why? Because pleased as man with us to dwell. Isaiah says, you know, his name will be called Emmanuel, God with us. This is how God is with us. God, becomes, God is with us by becoming one of us. By walking and eating as one of us. By living as one of us. As dying as one of us. In order to destroy death. And to free us. From sin, And then this leads us to the third, the third verse in the song. Hail the heaven-born Prince of Peace. Right now that our attention has been called to what's going on, to the, to the child born in Bethlehem, and now we have an understanding of the identity of who the Christ child is, that this is actually the God of the universe who has wrapped himself in human flesh. Once we have that in our minds... Then it turns our hearts towards adoration. Because that's the only thing we can do when God becomes a human being. Is turn our hearts in adoration to him. To worship him. And that's why we say, hail the heaven born prince of peace. Hail the son of righteousness. Light and life to all he brings. Risen with healing in his wings. Born to raise us up from earth. Born to give us second birth. We see our attention is called to him. We understand who he is. And then we follow him. We hail him. We, like the shepherds, we fall at his feet and we worship him as the God-man. Because what he will do for us is something that we could not do for ourselves. And that is to reconcile us with himself. And apart from Easter, Christmas and Easter, these are the two most important days on the Christian calendar. Where God the Word, God the Son, takes on human nature. And then on Easter we obviously celebrate God the Son rising from death, destroying death, and destroying sin. And as a response, all we can do ourselves is turn to Him in worship, and in adoration, and ultimately to come to his table and his altar to receive his broken body and shed blood for us, which gives us grace and life. And so I'm going to pull an audible right now. I'm going to ask you all to stand for just a moment before we confess the Nicene Creed. Steve, 
Can you play the third verse of Hark the Herald Angels Sing one more time? And we're just going to sing that third verse. Let them play just a short intro and then we'll go right into it, okay? Or we'll just go right into it. We'll just go right into it. Just play. Just play. 